Even though it's a day of penance, abstinence from meat and of fasting, I think Ash Wednesday is probably the only day of the year where it is cool to be Catholic. Otherwise, we tend to have to think about, should I say or share my faith? We also discover something wonderful on Ash Wednesday, that a lot of our friends are actually Catholic too. Sometimes we've never even seen them at Mass, or we've never, uh, because we go to different churches or something along those lines, or we just go to different Masses, or we've just never even talked about it. And all of a sudden, like the week leading up to Ash Wednesday, you're talking with your friends about going to Mass, and that's just so, so wonderful. I remember when I was a freshman in college 15 years ago on Ash Wednesday, I was, I was asked by our campus minister at the college I attended to distribute ashes, and I was just like blown away. I was so honored. I thought this was the coolest thing ever. And I ended up in the section of the chapel on campus where I was giving ashes to like all of my buddies on the rugby team. And I was like, I didn't know any of these guys were Catholic. And then that weekend, they're like, hey, Patrick, we knew you were like Catholic, but we didn't realize you like were actually Catholic, that you cared about your faith. And I was just so disappointed in myself, because here are the people who I knew and loved the most who knew the absolute least about how important my faith was. And every year on Ash Wednesday, I think back to that, and I think how in many ways my vocation is the result of a desire to live out my faith in a meaningful way, to share what Jesus has done in my heart with other people. And whatever our motives for being here, whether we just want the ashes or this is our you know, Catholic thing for the year or whatever, the reason we're all here ultimately is that Jesus loves you. That Jesus desires an intimate, profound, transformative relationship with each and every one of us. That Jesus who made us desires through and does through our baptism dwell within us and to lead us to happiness without bound. But in order for us to get there, in order for us to live that relationship, we gather on this day in particular to start this fast of Lent because we realize that left to our own devices, we will misuse them. We will go astray. But we take this particular time of Lent, starting today, to train ourselves so that we can master our passions and desires and not be mastered by them. We step into the breach and we say, yes, Lord, I love you and I know you, but I also desire for that to impact and influence everything I do. And friends, this is the only way we will ever find happiness. We will only find happiness when where I begin and Jesus ends is indecipherable. When my entire life is just a simply living out of the good news of Jesus Christ risen from the dead. But in order for you and for me to get there, we have to pass through Good Friday. We have to prepare ourselves. We have to master our passions, our struggles, our desires. In Lent, we step away from the normal so as to be more available to Jesus. So as to open areas in our life to bring God into our life. Let's put it this way. If you give up bread or something for food or drink or otherwise for Lent, praise God for that. That's a good exercise in self-mastery. But it also must lead to being available to listening and to loving God and neighbor. If it isn't, then it doesn't matter what you do. We step away so that we can open our hearts. 
We put down our phones. We step away from social media so that we can spend time in prayer, so that we can spend time conversing and loving our friends, our family, our neighbor. In the first reading, we heard from the prophet Joel, rend your hearts, not your garments. The Lord desires in your Lenten practices for you to open your hearts to Him so that He can fill them, that He can raise you up and give you life anew. We also are called in Lent to be proactive. St. Paul told us in the second reading, be reconciled to God. We are reconciled to God through the sacraments, obviously, so through confession and through Mass. That's why I would encourage you to do those things. We are reconciled to God through the way we love and serve the poor. This is almsgiving. We are also reconciled to God in our prayer. Be positive. Be proactive. May this be something that leads you not just to Easter, but leads you for the rest of your life. Because we are made for greatness. We are made for the Lord. We are made to live in His glory in this life and forever with Him in heaven. And if you're struggling with your faith, or if you deeply desire to take that next step in living your faith more meaningfully, more integrally in your life, now is the time. Now is the day. Join students a small group Bible study. Serve the poor. Go out of your way to pray each and every day. If it's been a while, come back to the sacrament of confession. We can also feel, though, at this time that we're just not worthy of it. Because we wear those ashes because we recognize in our hearts that frustration, that struggle, that pain, that emptiness that comes from sin. And into this, one of my favorite quotes, perhaps of all time, from St. John Paul II, is very important to hear. We are not the sum of our weaknesses and failures. We are the sum of the Father's love for us and our real, to, our real capacity to become the image of His Son, Jesus Christ. Yes, it's great to be Catholic today. It's great to be Catholic every day when we become the image of Jesus Christ. 